0: fellow travelers welcome to the 80th episode of the rpg cave i'm one of your hosts the level 99 human archmage ryan turford and i am joined as always by the returning level 99 elf medic mr Garplan. Garrett, how are you doing on this lovely lovely monday evening good sir it also feels kind of weird because i just did this show a couple days ago with with matt matt uh, from the, <laughs> the playstation drive yeah so kind of back to back episodes but how are you doing man
1: i'm doing good yeah i'm back yeah from- Hawaii it was very nice oh that's Maybe awesome trip a little may- mini vacation before uh, a lot of career switch and job switch and life changing stuff happened so it was very nice and relaxed and now I'm back to work and, and back to the grind yeah the crunch
0: back to the grind yeah. to typical Monday over in, in typical Airplane. Monday yeah yes uh, how that's, about you? That's good. You know, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing so well, gear because I'm actually wearing a hat for the first time in like almost a month that's at true. this point because I had to. No, uh, yeah. fr- so folks at home may not know this, but uh, we had to have some maintenance done in our apartment pretty recently. And, I, and part of that maintenance uh, involved me having to get rid of all my hats as well as other pieces of clothing. Oh. So I haven't actually had any hats for a while. So this is actually my first, first time wearing a hat in a very, very long time which is kind
1: of nice. Well, it was first time back and it's, uh, it's always welcome. I, yeah. I noticed it. I was like, wait, he's not wearing a hat today. And i was just like, Oh, there you go. Yeah. This week.
0: Although After I, I, the- I, I do, you
1: do a rotation of hats.
0: I do, do usually a do a rotation of hats. Out? If I've got okay. multiple hats, okay. I usually rotate them. I'm just not doing the same one all the time. In fact, uh, yeah. this one's actually a metal. You can't notice it here, but it's a metal gear solid hat. Cause I've got the Fox sound. Uh, symbol going on yeah yeah it's hard to see though because i also have like a a, kind of a terrible webcam thing going on tonight so i'm definitely going to look worse than usual tonight folks so apologies for that because i'm still working stuff out with the new computer. So that's why I'm, you look glowing. You're like, <laughs> you're very bright. I'm yes. That's true. The best part is this is my ring light at the lowest setting. And it's like five settings lower <laughs> than what it usually is on my normal <laughs> camera. So yeah, that's, that's what I mean. So anyways, we're, we're not going nice. to talk about webcams because <laughs> the RPG game, we talk about RPGs all the time, except for, of course, when we start the show. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, you, if you're watching the live stream, right? Meow over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming or if you're watching the video on demand later don't forget to like the video subscribe to the channel and then ding 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 ring that notification bell to be notified whenever we go live or whenever we put up new videos on the channel like uh brendan Myers explaining how he would escape the titanic using a bunch of mattresses on uh, the newest episode will be the GamerCast, so you can go check that out on the channel nice. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe to us there as well, or rate us five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And then last but not least, if you want this show a little bit early on the audio feed side, or if you want some exclusive content, exclusive, head on over to exclusive. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Gaming through a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content. Well, without further ado, Garrett, I'm so excited to get into the, tonight's topic. It is time to read from the sacred texts because uh, we are going to talk it. about uh, licensed games again. Now we've already done a licensed game RPG episode where we talked about games that already existed. Cause we talked about, you yes. know, what, what some of our favorite licensed RPGs are. And we did a little bit of theory crafting in that episode of like what, what licenses might actually make good RPGs that maybe aren't RPGs mm-hmm. already. Um, but we decided actually to, and to, do an entire episode devoted to hey what other crazy ideas can we come up with for (laughs) licenses that don't actually have rpgs to become rpgs so that's what the show is going to be tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite you know movies or tv shows or anime or you know whatever else you know maybe maybe an album maybe you're like you know what one of, like, Discovery by Daft Punk, the album, would probably make, like, a really good RPG. That right? would be
1: dope. One of us yeah. might
0: actually think that, Garrett. Who knows?
1: But Maybe a Linkin Park album. That yeah. Would, that would be cool. Oh, just nice. go through one, yeah, one of those albums, and just, you know, each song would be a level. I would yeah. be down with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, feel, I, I feel like Meteora might be a good RPG. I feel like that Meteor would be
1: Meteora would good. be a great RPG, yes. Yeah
0: so there you go so that's that's what tonight's show is going to be all about so we're going to give our pitches to see what's what's happening what what we think is are some awesome ideas and also we got some ideas from the community as well so we'll get into those afterwards as well so uh garrett would you like to go first or second with your list of games um
1: i'll i'll go first but just to let you know i I told this to ryan and everyone know this was kind of my like I was thinking of like what kind of new ideas to bring the RPG cave this is one of the ideas that I pitched and the reason for that is like I I, there were specific ones I wanted to pitch uh, in this episode Um, and so I have a short list I only have three Um, but I think two of them are very in depth so I mean if I would have done like five in depth this this episode would probably go on for like two (laughs) or three hours Yeah, thank goodness it's not (laughs) But here's my first one. And I'm just such a nerd over this because I just binge watched this like over the month of December. I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. oh man, oh man. George. It's a George R, R. George R R Martin? Not George R. <laughs> George George R. George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Sorry, I created it's a, a Frankenstein. It's a there.
0: George R. <laughs> oh my god. I <laughs> George it R. TV. Martin. George R. Martin. Anyways,
1: <laughs> he knows how to create a world, man. He created Elden Ring lore. He yeah. knows how to create lore from Game of Thrones. Um, I rewatched because um, because I watched House of Dragon, which is their latest show in HBO, which is like one season. Very good. It sets like predates Game of Thrones like hundreds of years before. Game of Thrones lasts for eight seasons. Don't forget about the last season. It doesn't exist uh, in everyone's heads and, and fans, but man, oh man, the world that man created is ripe for an RPG. Like I want the best, most talented people that I can think of. I'm thinking CD project red. I'm thinking Bethesda. I'm thinking people who can do it right with this RPG. Um, I I want it. I wanted to make it happen for sure. And it's just because he does such a great job of like, building all the different regions. Uh, there's so many different clans involved with Game of Thrones. There's so many different um, ways you can go about it. You can go through your, out your adventure. You can, you know, start out in Westeros, which is like where the Iron Throne is, where the Game of Thrones is. Which, um, kind of covers all the kingdoms over there. But there's also this other land to the east, across the sea, the Narrow Sea. So many different uh types of cities over there they're called free cities and so there's different like lore over there as well many different quest lines you can do um so i'm imagining this single player rpg not an mmo the single player rpg where you go through this game and you level up kind of each skill whether it's combat whether it's charisma or whatever um based on use right Mm -hmm. you're gonna have your initial skill set that you want and then you can start whatever clan you want and then just based on you you can raise up a certain level. Whether it can, it can be magic, it can be fighting, it can be charisma, whatever you want to do. And then you just go throughout the world and just, just kind of go through it. There could be like a, this main storyline and I was imagining the timeline of this RPG would be right before the first season of Game of Thrones. So this would be during Robert's... Uh, I think it's Robert Baratheon's uh, rebellion against Eris Targaryen. This is the Mad King uh, or Aragon Tar- ah, I forgot the name. There's so
0: so kind of names. like the same the timeline as like House of the Dragon mm-hmm. kind of, because I think House of the Dragon's also yeah. kind of like a prequel in that timeline, well, like in that part of the timeline as well.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. House of Dragons, 100 years before, I'm thinking right before uh, okay. Game of Thrones. Okay. R- like, r- like, Robert is about to become king, and he's king in the first season of, of Game of Thrones, basically. And so you can, like, side with whatever clan you want. And I think the main thing about this RPG was it's based on reputation, right? Because there's so many different houses, so many different factions involved. And so if you get more affiliated with a certain faction, let's say House Targaryen or um, Baratheons or, or Winterfell or whatever... It's gonna change how you approach certain lands. It's gonna change how you approach certain characters or quest lines. So, like, if you're really buddy buddy with, let's say, uh, the Lannisters, then you may not be welcome in King's Landing during the time because it's still under the Mad King's rule. You know, it's like this type of thing. It's like you know, it's it's a lot more um, faction based than any other RPG I can think of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any RPG that can be in comparison with this cuz really Skyrim doesn't do much with this. It barely does something with this, right? Yeah. It it does the between the two um uh the two clans or whatever. It's it's yeah. the Stormcloaks and the right or the how, Imperials. The Imperial. Yeah, so yeah the Imperials. So yeah. That's like one thing. That's just two clans, two factions. Of course, you could do the Mages Guild or whatever, but those are just it. There's so many different houses, so many different clans. That's the beauty of game of thrones right it's because there's so many different houses involved and so many different relationships involved that you're gonna have to figure it out somehow so nice i think this would be a dope rpg to get into
0: yeah now what do you think ryan first of all i should throw this out here because i i don't because you didn't mention it um did you know a game of thrones rpg already exists garrett
1: Oh, no, don't tell me this. please. No, no, no.
0: It's like completely different from what you're pitching here. But there was an Asia, a Game of Thrones RPG on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 uh, published by Atlas of all people. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, I know. Um, But it was also (laughs) um, developed by by Cyanide, who is a developer that, you know, works on a lot of, you know, European stuff. They worked on like Call of Cthulhu and the Blood Bowl games. Um, so they're more of like a focus home entertainment
1: studio. Not too much. Well known. Yeah. yeah. But yeah,
0: very different game from what you're pitching, which is why, like, I actually think your idea is way better than what they went with. with this one where you're just picking, you you get to play as generic dude in a house that, you know, is apparently a brand new house in the game of Thrones universe. And you just interact with the characters from the show. So (laughs) yeah, trust me. it, It was not me. Like, I actually think you're correct in the sense that, it's about time that there's a get good game of thrones rpg because like yes we haven't we haven't had one there there's been one but it's, it was not good it was not well received you know critically it was not in fact it was so forgettable that you know both of us actually forgot it existed until you started talking I about didn't, it i was I like know this was oh. so
1: existed at all yeah
0: <laughs> i remember seeing the box art at gamestop before oh my god and i'm like oh yeah there was a Game of Thrones game before, besides the Telltale game, because there's also there's also the Telltale game, oh, the, tell-tale the tell-tale game, game, which also, again, story wise, very, very similar to very what I just described dip- to yeah. the just game, this other game that uh, talked about. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah, I see.
0: But cool. yeah, I I think you I think you that's like a really interesting idea. Um, and then I wonder then how you'd how they'd have to balance you know, what factions uh, bonuses are. Um, yeah, we like busts and minuses for that, because obviously if you make like an optimal path, it makes it less fun for the player, I think, because then everyone's going to go to the mm-hmm. one house that has, you know, the best stats and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Oh, and yarding points out need. in the chat. It's a 50 Mm -hmm. on Metacritic.
1: So it doesn't count. You're good, Garrett. No, no, it doesn't count then. All right. Let's, let's erase that from existence. That doesn't exist. But Yeah. yeah, I, I'm just thinking about this more and more. I, there could be certain attributes that could increase or decrease, but I'm just more interested in if like you're with one faction, buddy, buddy with one faction, can you, like, what can you do with the other factions then what's the relationship, right? Like you're, it can set you at a disadvantage in certain areas yeah. of of the land, and and more advantage in like in certain areas. And maybe you know if you're really buddy buddy with the Winterfell, you can go to the Wall in, with the the Night's Watch, and then you can join the Night's Watch possibly in a certain chapter, and then go north of the Wall a little bit, and then you can just exp- oh man, I'm just thinking like all the things that they can do in mm-hmm. this game. It's endless like yeah. there's
0: so much lore in this game that's we'll why i get it. It. i'm i'm like shocked that they never did like the ubisoft formula game of thrones game or the witcher oh, style that would be game the best. game like that that yeah. just makes no sense to me as to why they never did that i guess i guess like by the time the show's popularity was waning. like they just decided not to do games or it's just maybe the telltale game and then this other game of thrones game that i talked about maybe they failed so hard that they were just like nope we're good we're good with games. We never need to do this again, kind
1: yeah, of I think it's, you know what I'm pitching though is like it's a triple a yeah. multi million dollar project that just they just look at this and like that's a lot of investment, a lot of risk, a lot of gamble what, what like who's the right studio to to contract this out with? yeah, and like it's I bet it's a lot of deals like that. I'm sure. That, that's what they were looking at when they were was like, yeah, that's a potential game, a potential idea. But man, that like, costs a lot of money and we have to give it to the right people or else it's just going to be out in limbo. Yeah. like How many other AAA games are. So, yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I would love one. And yeah. it actually, it kind of reminds me that your description of that as well also reminds me a lot of Hogwarts Legacy in a lot of ways because yes, like definitely because you know there were so many Harry Potter games as the movies were coming out, but they were like in a lot of ways they weren't really ever really what you wanted. Like there was the one RPG on Game Boy that you told me about, mm-hmm. but beyond that, yeah, for cool. the most part, like you had like you you had some open world stuff in the school, but it was not like the Harry Potter like open world RPG that. Is like mm-hmm. this big, big budget title that Hogwarts Legacy is gonna be next month. So that's what, that's yeah. what your pitch kind of reminded me of. Cause I was like, oh yeah, kind of reminds me of that. Uh, Lasala in the chat says, From Software should make that. That's an interesting pick for, um, it's for definitely game of not From
1: Software. I, I just, you need so much dialogue in this game, you need so much um, character building. Dark, you know, From Software is known for being minimalist. Right. They they tell stories in silence without any words. Yeah. And they do a fantastic job. Yeah. Because uh, I, I actually think it's, like you know.
0: they would nail the open world aspects of it or the exploratory stuff that you talked about. Um yes. I don't know about the the story though, but yeah.
1: Yeah. You need many different characters, many different dialogue trees. I'm it has to be some type of it had to be classic bioware. Yeah. That that's is, actually that's what, what I was
0: about to that. say. Is maybe bioware yeah. is probably the the better pick for it
1: yes because they they're masters at you know building many trees and many relationships with dialogues with characters um maybe bethesda softworks but they're doing a lot of different things right now yeah their ideas are pretty much scatterbrained
0: i Um, mean at this point garrett if you assign them to this game then fallout six is or fallout five is never coming out it'll come out in 2045 at this point pretty much if they if they hop on a game of thrones game so Good thinking. Okay. I like that. I like that pitch, Garrett. And I, I that's what I knew was coming as well. Cause I'm I'm actually more excited you knew to hear some because I saw your tweet about it. Because you tweeted about this a few weeks ago, I think. So
1: oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So before you go again, Garrett, I'm gonna go because I have seven in total, but neither yeah, none of but none of them are nearly as in-depth as any of yours. So uh, I okay. think I'll do two before I I send it back to you. Some two yeah, yeah, do yeah, kind do of two. quicker ones. So first off and and some you're gonna y'all are gonna recognize some of these from the thumbnail and some of them you're not because i i went off a little oh, off base <laughs> and a little bit crazy with some of these so first up what and a series that i'm actually surprised has never gotten rpg even though there's been a lot of games in this series um mm-hmm. over the years is ghostbusters i actually think ghostbusters would make a really good RPG. Now here, let me tell you the pitch on this Garrett, because of course, like okay. when you watch, you know, the original Ghostbusters movie, one of the big things about that movie is they're, they're struggling for cash. They're having to, you know, build all their stuff. They're, sell- they're There's a lot of crafting involved. Like I That's imagine true. like a turn-based Ghostbusters RPG where you play as the four Ghostbusters. And then okay. as, as you complete different missions and earn money, you then go back to the hideout and then, you know, build more equipment like more ghostbusting equipment or either or, or like up upgrade the firehouse to do a bunch of different things. You could get different skills for you know Vankman or Winston or the other Ghostbusters that are in your party. Um, you could maybe even recruit other people to become Ghostbusters. And also, you know, the, the the you could have all kinds of interesting bosses with all the the weird and wacky kind of ghosts from Ghostbusters. Not only that too, but one of the best parts about the original Ghostbusters movie. Um, was just the witty dialogue and i think like an Mm -hmm. an rpg especially like a turn-based one or a slower paced rpg would would totally be able to nail that level of humor and that level of writing in it um and i think like when you look at the, the the history of ghostbusters games you know past the nes era they've all wanted to be like third person shootery kind of games but I just don't think that really fits the Ghostbusters IP super well. Um, sure, mm-hmm. it's fine to use your um, your your proton pack to then shoot the ghosts flying around, but then you're kind of just holding them in place for a while, and then eventually getting to the trap and then having the fall in, mm-hmm. having them fall in. But like, I don't know. There's something about like a turn based experience that I think would bring a lot of levity to that IP or make it feel like the world of Ghostbusters in a way that maybe the games haven't done already. Um, cause I, that, mm-hmm. cause that's just a problem I've always had with the Ghostbusters games. Just, they, they just feel okay, but they don't really feel like it doesn't really feel like you're at the Ghostbusters in any of the Ghostbusters mm. games. Um, and I really, so no. I really think that this is like a genre that actually would suit the IP pretty well. And, and I would love to see it. So like a JRPG style turn-based ghostbusters game i think would Mm. be really really awesome and uh i would love to see something like that what do you what do you before i move on to my second one Garrett, what do you what do you think about that idea
1: i i like it more than the current um vibe with the ghostbusters and especially with the video game ip i i'm not a big fan of ghostbusters to be quite honest with you but yeah yeah, i i agree with you that this mm, Kind of this couch co-op multiplayer thing, of course they have to want to go to that direction because a lot of Ghostbuster fans may not be gamers. Mm-hmm. And so they need to appeal to those people that want to, you know, get together and feel like being in a crew and figuring out how to get rid of the ghosts somehow uh with their weapons. And I, I, I get that. I get the pitch why from a business standpoint, why um the Ghostbusters IP is like that. In yeah. video games. Um, I do like a turn-based um RPG more. I'm, I, I like that more uh than what they have now. Um, but man, I was first imagining like um oh man, what's the game called? But it's like very similar to XCOM. Oh. It's uh oh man, what's it called? It's with the animal heads. I actually played it. Like, oh so uh, much Mutant Year too. Zero. Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. That's what I was thinking with the Ghostbusters because it's a tight crew, and then you kind of just figure out go on a mission, and it, there's like a fog of war mm-hmm. uh, with with the ghosts too. You you don't know until you get closer to them, um, and then of course you can like go back and like build up and craft your weapons or whatever and build resources. Yeah, I like that more gameplay loop with with that IP than what it's going on now. Yeah, uh, with, with the couch co op multiplayer stuff. Uh, so yeah i'm down yeah i would try it out that would be on game Pass
0: again i think that would be dope like i again i'm like you i'm not like a super big ghostbusters fan but i love the first ghostbusters movie and again okay. like that's the first ghostbusters movie what made it so it so well is the fact that it it's it was a comedy first and then you know an action movie second and i've and yes. you know a lot of times when you just distill it into a game form it just becomes the action part where they put a focus on that over the comedy bit whereas again like a slower paced game i feel like could really take advantage of that comedic timing and and actually make like make a really good experience so yeah ghostbusters mm. is one like i i really thought about it kind of like my teenage mutant ninja turtles pitch like it, that i made the last time yeah. we did this like i Again, you've got four players, like four main characters already, which is usually the same number of people that you'd have in your party. So I I kind of like, I don't know, it kind of fits together in an interesting way. So that's my first one. Um, My second one, um, I've been craving a game like Valkyria Chronicles. For a very, very, oh, very yeah. long time. Valkyrie Chronicles, of course, for folks that haven't played it, is a strategy role-playing game, um, kind of like Fire Emblem, but instead of it being grid-based, um, all of your characters take turns and you have um these action points. And depending on how far you run in any direction, you'll you'll ru- you'll run out of action points. Um, and then you can hide behind cover, or um, you would initiate in combat. But the way combat works is it is it's not just, you know, turn based where you initiate an attack and then it just automatically shoots them. It then goes into a third person mode where you're actually shooting the enemies like a third person shooter. Um, so the idea that I came up with this to, 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 or the license I wanted to fuse with this style is another franchise that, again, has had a lot of games before. And, and, and trust me, when we get towards the end of the show, I'm going to bring up franchises that don't have any games at all. But I, but these two, I think, are my strongest ones and they've already had games already. So. Another franchise, kind of like Ghostbusters, that is that's always been mired in weird game styles or things that just don't fit the IP, is Alien versus Predator. I actually think right. an Alien versus Predator game like Valkyria Chronicles where you play as the space marines and you, you, you know, you're hiding behind cover um, and then you're shooting at the aliens or predators that are coming towards you or, you know, ambushing the predators as they're, they're stalking the aliens or stalking your troops um, or, you know, putting traps together or using some of the, the space age weaponry found in the aliens universe. I think that would be like a really interesting idea and approach to that franchise because that, that the alien versus predator franchise is always, is as far as games are concerned, pretty much has always been first person shooters um, with, uh, with the exception of, you know, something like alien isolation, which was a straight up horror Mm -hmm. game where you didn't have any weapons. Um, But I feel like you could fit like a nice happy medium um, because again, kind of like my ghostbusters example, the main reason why I always feel a lot of disconnect with the aliens games when we get them Mm -hmm. is, is for the same reason where they're, they're very much about tension um, cross with an action movie so it, you know they're very tense because mm-hmm. if an alien seeks up on you you're you're kind of just dead right there um so it makes it it can make for like a very tense you know strategy role-playing game which i think would actually lend itself well to that genre in a big way or at least feel closer to that genre rather than running around and, and standing at a switch and then shooting aliens as they come towards you like that's It just, that doesn't feel like the IP at all. It just doesn't feel like I'm playing the movie in the same way that I actually think like a Valkyria Chronicle style game would, because you'd still get the action element of shooting, you know, the aliens or the predators or what have you throughout mm-hmm. the experience. Um, but then you'd also get the tactical element that then um, could lead to some really tense battles. Plus the, you could have some amazing boss battles versus, like the queen alien or some of the, like the high tech predators and stuff like that. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it would be like a really interesting, you know, tactical role playing game. But again, Garrett going back to you, what do you think about this idea?
1: I would play this. 100 percent i you know i i do like your pitches but we we know that these ip just go to like more kind of broad audience based non-gamer based type of genres and that's why they just you know end up in these bargain bin kind of games here i i do i i would really like this like going through a crew of space marines it's all like a whole separate story yeah uh and just go through just level after level facing aliens or facing predators or whatever it, it, is the alien aliens and predators they're like sworn enemies too right like they, they want to beat each other up as well
0: yeah I mean the, well I mean the aliens are mostly just like very intelligent animals and they basically exist for the purpose of, you know, capturing other life forms and then bringing them to their hives so then they can reproduce. Um, and then the Mm -hmm. predators, their whole deal is they're trying to fight and hunt the most powerful prey that, that are out there in the universe. So they, they they see the, the, the xenomorphs, the aliens as like a, 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 a worthy adversary to hunt. Um, just like the humans mm. are like space Marines in particular. That's why it works so well. Cause like the space Marines are also quite powerful as well. Cause they have a lot of technology at their disposal, but predator, the predators yeah. are like highly technologically advanced. Cause they have like cloaking systems and, you know, shoulder mounted mm-hmm. rocket, uh, rocket launchers and stuff. So yeah, I think it'd be, it be pretty cool.
1: You got many different, um, characteristics going involved with each of the types as well. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if you can play, not just space marines, but you could play as the aliens or yeah. or as the predators too. And they've um, done that in no, the games I've, before
0: because well, we have mm-hmm. you know alien versus predator games where you play as both the alien and the predator and the marines like all in one game. Um, so that's definitely not a new idea as well. Um, mm-hmm. And not only that too, the alien versus predator franchise isn't even brand new to. Uh, strategy games because most people don't don't remember but on the PSP and the original Xbox. Oh goodness. Believe it or not, they actually had a turn based or, or sorry, a real-time strategy game where oh. you played as the predators and you hunted the aliens. It was it was not a it was not an amazing game, but they they no. toyed with this idea before, which is why I actually think it makes a lot of sense.
1: A real-time strategy game on the PSP yeah that, that's something i would have never guessed and
0: og xbox
1: because it really released
0: it released on both platforms at the same time
1: interesting well i like your pitch more i would be totally down with this um valkyria chronicles like i like that touch because it is a distinct style of strategy role-playing game that you really don't see mm-hmm. in any other game like when you say valkyria chronicles it's like there's no other game that's like that. There's only se.
0: one. It's, it's Natural Doctrine that? on the PlayStation Vita. And that game oh, sucks because yeah. it's really hard.
1: <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. Because you have this kind of mix of strategy and action because the action base, you really got to aim pretty mm-hmm. accurately and steadily. And sometimes, you know, it, it's kind of hard because maybe your character is tired or like you're waiting too long. Um, there's some action clips with that game as well that you can lend itself into this um this pitch. Um, but I have a question for you, Ryan. Yeah. Who which, what studio is meant for this? Is it the the Valkyria Chronicle studio or is is there a studio that you had in mind?
0: I didn't have one this? in mind, but I kind of I kind of wish it was Phyraxis, if I'm being honest. Even though they would make Firaxis it maybe, would they dope. might be tempted yeah. to make it in the XCOM style. I actually think they would be do a really good job with this. For sure.
1: They they know how to make, you know, build up these types of levels, yeah. you know, and, and build up that world and lore, especially looking at XCOM. Um, and they, you know, um, Marvel's Midnight Suns has a little difference for sure. It yeah. has a different flavor of, of a game separate from XCOM. So oh, I'm and sure we're going to get to that because
0: I have a pitch coming up after you give yours, Garrett, that is going to be yeah. like, man, when I saw Midnight Suns, Insert IP here. I'm going to talk about that Got after it. your pitch because I I actually have a cool. good idea for that.
1: Sounds good. Well, I like it very All right. much. I would Th- buy, I would buy it.
0: Thanks, man. All right, <laughs> back to you, good sir, because I know you have another big pitch for us.
1: I have a huge pitch for you, and I I have to thank uh, some uh, actually someone in the audience um that, that may, oh blaze knight i'm just I'm, I'm just gonna say this right now uh a game set in the avatar the last airbender world would make a great rpg blaze knight i 100 percent agree with you um this needs to happen of course we've had a couple of games a couple of licensed games from this uh show but it's just you know throwaway. Um, type of games. Legend of Korra made by Platinum Games is a huge miss yeah. as well.
0: Don't forget about the Avatar again, game, which is the easiest 1,000 achievement points ever where you can get them all in 45 minutes by pressing the X button it, over and over again.
1: Also on sale and it's backwards compatible. So go go get your achievement um, gold over there. But anyways, Avatar Less Airbender, I have a pitch for you. It is an open world MMO action Ooh. RPG, specifically MMO. And on, I got my notes here um, because Avatar The Last Airbender, the world um, did a very good job of like having very distinct regions and origins, right? You can start as either I, I'm thinking like as a character, you build your character, you can start either as an airbender, a firebender, a waterbender, or earthbender or something like that, Right. Um, m- the timeline for my, my pitch for this is actually between, um, hmm, it's going to be between the avatar, the last airbender and Korra. It's okay. going to be when Aang was kind of an adult. So you can't be an airbender actually. So I'll, I'll just throw that. Cause away. he's the last you one. There can't
0: be any other ones.
1: He's the last one. And he's the only one that has kids that has, can do airbending. So we'll throw that out of the way. But anyways. There's other means where you can do air bending tricks as a non bender. We can, you can get to that level if you want. Um, but as a fire, water, earth bender, or you could be non benders too. And those non benders, they can be pretty powerful too. There, there's many different warriors, archers, specialty weapons in this game that you can, you could be like tightly, you can just be a fighter that blocks chi, mm-hmm. you know, like you can have so many different build up classes you know and that's what that would be great for an mmo because an mmo needs variety of classes skills built i think it it would be great with the avatar less airbender there's so many different um locations too that you can just kind of visit and it's more like it doesn't have to be a single player storyline there can be a storyline if you want to but it's more like oh let's visit all the characters around the area Mm -hmm. and during this time frame between Cora and Avatar. There were there were some criminals, but there wasn't like this overarching villain per se. So it, it's still it, pretty good with an MMO. You, and there's a lot to be explored in this timeline. In between, there's really not much to say. There's some comics, um but not really any. There's no shows, right? There's no movies about it. Mm-hmm. um So you can build up a lot of lore in in each of the cities. You can go to the capital. Uh, you can go to the Earth Kingdom, and then the two Water Tribes. There's the four uh, Airbending temples, and then you got the Fire Nation, uh, with Zuko leading uh, the nation now. I, I'm just saying this this would be like pretty big, I think, as an open action MMORPG, RPG. My vote is for Avatar: Last Airbender. Also. With with bending too, Ryan, mm-hmm. there's so many different styles, right? It's not just, oh, there's water bending, you're done with water bending, right? You there's there's sand bending, there's mud bending, there's different styles of water bending, like defensive or healing or or something like that. Fire bending can have lava bending, earth bending can have metal bending, so on and so forth. So there's many different blends, many different varieties and skills that you can build up in the Avatar universe. Make it happen. I want the Final Fantasy XIV uh, studio to make this. Yoshi please. P,
0: get on it. Get, Stop making Yoshi Final P, Fantasy please. sixteen. Go make Avatar The Last Airbender for Square Enix. Yes. Not to be confused 100%. with Avatar uh, Frontiers of Pandora over at Ubisoft. Not the blue people. No. Not the blue we, people. <laughs> the I'm sorry, avatar. James Cameron.
1: We're, I'm, I'm kind of I'm done. I'm kind of tired of the... The blue man. I, I'm back to the Avatar.
0: All, already, Bender. you go. You got two movies in Garrett, and you just can't hang with them anymore. Even though there's five Ooh, more I, Avatar movies coming.
1: Oh my gosh! I watched the latest movie. It was fine. I was just like, this is this is good. It's just it's good. It's not like yeah,
0: but it it, yeah, exc-
1: it it's it's not anyway. the greatest you
0: know. movie uh, uh, on earth. But enough about all that because we're not talking about Avatar. <laughs> we're we're talking about Avatar here. So first of all, Avatar. Garrett, I can't say too much about. The Avatar franchise myself, because I just haven't watched Avatar The Last Bearbender. Um, Because I just, I don't know, I just never really got into it. Um, Yes. But at the same time, I actually think that the idea you propose... It's actually it sounds like it's actually going to be a would be like a really fun MMO with a lot of customization yes. options and different like the the classes. It sounds like there could be a ton of different classes like you like you basically pick your 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 one of your three bending styles or non-bender. And then probably there's like specializations or different classes beneath that that yeah. are then, you know, like rock bending or metal bending or whatever that you want your, your class or your specialization to be. Um And then, of course, you know, we know the the world is rich with things to explore yes from avatar so yeah i think i think you've got a really solid idea garrett for a good mmo i'm actually kind of surprised they haven't done anything like this because even if they didn't do an mmo i'm actually surprised that they never tried an rpg with avatar at all in like the bajillions of ideas they had with avatar i'm actually surprised they never tried an rpg in particular of any kind
1: and it would be nice if it'd just be like you like as simple as create a new character, it can be in like any kind of bender and you just go through a story like, you know, as simple as that, I think it still be a pretty fun game if you execute it pretty well. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, there's just so many different types of skills as a bender and a non-bender like there's because uh, they really emphasize and inspire by like a lot of um, Chinese martial arts and <laughs> uh, weapons uh, it's actually kind of cool to see the variety of of non bending styles as well. There's Kyoshi warriors. There's the chi blockers. There's the you, there's so many different weapons like you know swords and sights and, and with scimitars and you can go in the desert. Oh my gosh, there's just so much lore involved in that av- Avatar as well. It's just yeah, I'm good. That'd yeah. be really
0: cool. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I, you know, Garrett, even though I ca- I don't care about Avatar the Last Airbender. I would play that game as someone who likes MMOs. That sounds that sounds like yes. a fun game. So,
1: yes. There you go. And I'll raid with you. Excellent. I'll, I'll be I'll be the lava bender because yeah. I love the earth bending.
0: Yeah, we'll have uh, to get us in the chat to play with us as well, because she also says it sounds like a fun game. But yes, let's do it. All right. Now, Garrett, I got two more for you before you get to your last one. Go for and these, it. These will be quicker, uh, especially because what the first one just kind of rates itself when you when I tell you what it is. Um, so as soon as I saw Marvel's Midnight Suns, Garrett, with the card based tactical action of Marvel's Midnight Suns, um, the, the franchise I immediately thought of when seeing this was Magic the Gathering, because Magic the Gathering mm. has had games before but they're mostly just the card game and nothing else. The the, the Magic the Gathering uh, universe is so rich with so many different characters and so much, so much great lore. And I, I think you could even just play as a bunch of the Planeswalkers that then would be able to use the card-based combat from Marvel's Midnight Suns to either you know cast spells from Magic the Gathering or summon creatures from Magic the Gathering to then kind of do attacks with. Like, I, I think like that style of game where you basically have a bunch of the Magic the Gathering planeswalkers together instead of the heroes from the Marvel universe and kind of just copy the template of Marvel's Midnight Suns I think you've got a winning formula right there cuz uh, cool. I know that they've they wanted to do a Magic the Gathering MMO and that fell apart uh because you know they just they didn't put enough money into it so they just kind of canceled it um and Magic the Gathering I think is a universe that you know deserves more than just Games based that that are just literally representations of the cards. Cause I think the universe is strong enough to support it, especially because we know there's actually a, a Netflix Magic the Gathering series that's coming out pretty soon. And the fact that there isn't like a game like this to go along with it just hurts like just you know breaks my heart a little bit as a Magic the Gathering fan. I'm sorry. So yeah, th- that's definitely one that I would love to see. So that's why my pitch is pretty quick for it. Cause I think it's pretty much, you just take the formula of Marvel's midnight suns, throw magic the other in there. And I think it'd be, I think it would be amazing. But.
1: I, I would be down for it. Is there um like with the planeswalkers, I guess there's just different colors, right? Yeah. Is there different? There teams? Are, like, yeah, Planes or whatever yeah
0: okay. i mean that they're all like so the planeswalkers themselves can travel between different worlds like that's what makes them planeswalkers but they also have like nice. evil planeswalkers and planeswalkers of different factions like right now in the magic the gathering storyline um they're fe- the, the, the planeswalkers are currently fending off a, a race of evil creatures called the phyrexians um which are like this ancient race of machines that are kind of like the board nice. from star trek that where they're trying to assimilate and assimilate all the universe together into like one hive mind um so in the storyline there's a bunch of actually uh, a bunch of planeswalkers that actually defected to to phyrexia so now you've got like planeswalkers that used to be good but are now part of the evil faction and they're now enemies that they're fighting but they've also been like twisted turned into like twisted machines and stuff so i think like even that like the like that's just one set like that there's a bunch of layering storylines on top of each other throughout the Magic Universe, which is why I also think it would make like a really good RPG, because I think there's a lot of lore there. I think there's a lot of story to tell in the Magic the Gathering universe. And they could go to different planes, like they could go to Theros, which is kind of like, you know, uh, Greek mythology plane, or they could go to Ravnica, which is the city with like these 10 guilds that kind of rule the city together um, that are represented by the different colors of Magic the Gathering. Uh, I I think there's a lot there that they could do with this. Then, I'm down. So there you go. That's, that's my magic. The idea, but the other one, and this is a franchise I'm surprised hasn't had more than just fighting games yet. Cause it's only had two games in, in this franchise. It's fairly new. It's fairly new anime series. Cause yes, Garrett, we're finally getting to the anime section of this podcast. Um, it's my hero academia. My Hero Academia is a superhero, you know, school show um, where, you know, it's about these, you know, uh, students at this high school where they're learning to be superheroes, you know, kind of in the same same way that I thought about Harry Potter. I thought like that mold in a lot of ways kind of Mm -hmm. applies to My Hero Academia. But the idea that I thought about with with that is, you know, uh, uh, the company that makes a lot of the Shonen Jump games, uh, which, of course, my arcade, I mean, as as part of the Shonen Jump line. Um, is Ben I And Ben I also makes the Tales games. So I would love to see a My Hero Academia game in the style of a tales game where it's like an action RPG. Hmm. There's this big open world of superheroes that you can go explore and you're, you know, taking down criminals and, and, and saving people and fighting crimes and stuff like that are kind of like the missions. But then there's this, you know, greater story that's happening with the league of villains. Uh, I think it would make like a really cool action RPG with like a group of characters, either UA students, or maybe you get, maybe it's a, a game that focuses around you know, the heroes themselves. Like maybe you play as Endeavor and Hawks and, you know, best Genist and a bunch of the other, you know, adult superheroes um, going around and doing stuff. But uh, I'm actually surprised that they haven't done more with micro academia as a franchise outside of just the two 3d finding games that they have. And I think that it would be like a really awesome uh, RPG or as LaSalle points out in the chat um, My Hero Academia would be a sick game especially if you got to create your own character I think that would be awesome too if you created your character mm-hmm. your own superhero that had your own quirk that then could join you know the 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 group uh, from you know UA high school I think that would be really really sweet so uh, My Hero Academia Tales style game I think would be really awesome so I, throw that I would
1: I would definitely hop into that one I've never been a, too big of a fan of the Tales formula, but like if it's coupled with the Mahiro Academia lore, I I really enjoy uh, the anime of of what I've watched. I I haven't gone actually back to it in a while. Mm-hmm. I should probably go back, but dang, I I love those characters. I love the action involved. It's so comical. So um, man, they just do a very good job of of, of the animations. Uh, in that show so yeah if if they could bring that into a video game um tales would probably a tales formula would be the best because you want to like you know control different heroes if you wanted to right and like have different types of quirks and abilities i would be down with that yeah especially
0: like the tales series actually does a great job of giving you characters in your party that feel very different to play from each other, which is exactly mm-hmm. how I feel like a My Hero Academia game should feel where, you know, if you, let's say you've got Deku and Bakugo uh, in your in your same party with Todoroki, like all three of those characters should play totally different from each other. because their their combat styles are completely different from each other. Like I think like mm-hmm. um, that's the, the type of thing you could go with or, or so I think like that's a franchise that would really benefit from a game like that. So. Yeah, And another of that, too, but also you get to see um, throughout the show, like the way that they progress with with new equipment as they're adding to their costume or, you know, mm-hmm. new skills that they inha- like they they uh, get along the way as they're learning their quirks better, um, which you could also build into the gameplay as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think Bar Hero Academia would make a sweet action RPG. And again, that's another game, too, where it would you I wouldn't want to make it turn based because you you actually want to. You know, feel you the feel action it, play Yeah. You want to yeah. be able to also explore the city and stuff like that too. Like I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool,
1: man. I like it. Nice. There's been I oh, man, I wasn't really touching anime too much because they've so many animes have done so many different types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just couldn't find one anime. I was like, Oh, I would definitely like an RPG of this. Um, but yeah, I would be totally down with my hero academia for sure. Nice. all right so my last one and I think you may have never heard of this Uh, I think a lot of people never heard of this but I got a lot of inspiration from the game I'm playing right now on Game Pass Chained Echoes it's a it's a great um, kind of JRPG classic JRPG inspired uh, little game and it it does a very good job of just creating its own story um, with its own system, it ha- it's very focused uh, of just one storyline, and just go throughout that storyline, and you go from beginning to end. Very cool. It's like a novel series, right? It's, an, it's it's like a series. Honestly, books, um, kind of lend themselves being one of the best creations of lore and story. Um, and so, this is what I pitch. There's these books called um, Cirque de Freak. And I know they made a very bad movie in 2010 or whatever. I'm not talking about that movie. Let's just forget about that. But Cirque de Freak, made by Darren Shan, one of my favorite authors, actually, um, is a 12 book series that takes, you know, he's kind of the main character. And like he goes from beginning to end. Right. In in this series, um, there's a lot of story in these books, right? It's all about, but it's all about him, about that character and then his relationships to other characters. Um, it's vampires. It's all about vampires, mm. really. So um, basically, the the first character kind of like goes through the transformation of being a vampire and then like his friend um, does as well, but there's a lot of tension involved with many different clans of vampires and so on and so forth. And so what I'm imagining is Let's have this classic JRPG style in that we just copy and paste that storyline in, in that format. It would be really nice just just because it really does well with the story. Right. All the different characters. I, I'm even thinking about like the 16 bit style mm-hmm. characters too. just like having these characters all in on one screen, going through these animations or whatever, um, do a storyline B for B. OK, let's go into a battle. And like that battle will be turn-based and then you'll be in control of your party, whether it's two or three characters, including your main one. Um, And then you level up and then you, as you go throughout this game, your vampire uh, skills get stronger. And so you can get more of those types of skills later on. So I think, and there will be many types of mini bosses, big bosses behind this game as well, because they they go through tons of battles uh, in these books so yeah i would definitely pitch this game pretty well i don't i i know a lot of people will be like wait what the heck what kind of weird clashing of vampires and classic jrpg like that that sounds weird to me it's like trust me guys it's a story you've got characters in there it would be really nice to just fit in that format i i would i would be totally be down with that nice that's my pitch
0: Yeah, especially since it doesn't sound like they're going back to the well with those movies at this point, because the vampire assistant did enough damage on its own. They never need to go back to those movies ever again. Um, But maybe in maybe in video game form, maybe that's the best way to explore that franchise. Again, I'm not super familiar with it, but the game that that it sounds fun. So I like vampires and one of my remaining picks also has vampires in it, too. So I think we were on the same page with a little bit of this. nice the
1: writing is very so darren shan does a very good job of describing um the characters describing the actions describe like like he gets down to like the he'll he'll fill up 10 pages of just like what's the detail of a character what's the attitude of a character and i think you know you could just do beat for beat almost like line to line dialogue into you know a classic rpg uh game that would be really cool i would be super down with that nice
0: nice that's awesome man i like that too the edit like a good variety of different styles of games too tonight Garrett. you had an mmo like a classic turn-based game and like a, a skyrim like witcher style game yes good variety there Garrett. i'm impressed thank you yeah. all right you want you ready to that's hear my re- last three ma- remaining ones and one like sure a couple of the variety out there, but first one actually full credit to this one that I'm about to read is actually not one I came up with myself, although I'm going to claim credit that I did. But really, it was uh, Lasala in the car today came up with this one for me, and that is Go. Neon Genesis Evangelion, the anime about the mechs and Shinji getting in the robot uh, needs a strategy role playing game, Garrett. Kind of like Sakura of Wars, uh, where you're fighting the angels and you're fighting, you know, other things that they fight in uh, that franchise. I thought I think that would be really cool. Um, and of course, I'm just a huge fan of it. That's actually my all time favorite anime. So. Um, I really I, the, yeah and there is actually
1: it's super short isn't it like well, yeah it's only it's, like, well, it's not long at all
0: Well, it's like 26 episodes that's a, that's your standard length and then of course you've got the four okay. rebuild movies as well um which are kind of okay. their own thing as well um but uh but the thing is we've had Evangelion games before but none of them have come to North America at all they've only been Japan only because we had a couple on N64 and Sega Saturn but they were visual novels or fighting games. So we've never actually had like an RPG Mm. in this franchise. And yeah, kind of like I thought of Sakura Wars a lot when thinking about this pitch. Uh, But I mean, Sakura Wars, uh, for folks that don't know, is like a visual novel game that is also a, you know, a strategy role-playing game with mechs that takes place with with like steampunk mechs in like the 1920s whereas you know evangelion kind of you could take the same idea with the mech based combat that you'd see in a game like sakura wars you could even have the same team work on that the sakura on this that worked on sakura wars and then have the have like the story played out maybe as a visual novel or similar to sakura wars where you have like choices um, and you build relationships with the other characters i think that would be pretty cool so had to include that in here next one though and uh garrett this speaking of vampires this is another Mm -hmm. franchise that had a bunch of movies but never had any video games and it actually heavily involves vampires uh and that is underworld the underworld franchise you know the werewolf Mm. versus uh vampire movie story uh movie series the, my pitch for this one or my thought process for this one is I think you could do it where you start out as a, as a human um, and it kind of is like a Mass Effect style game where you might make a bunch of different choices um, where, you know, you could decide where eventually like you reach a pivotal point in the game where you have to decide whether you want to join the, the Lycans or the Vampires. And then, depending on which choice you make, you then play through the entire the the rest of the story on that side and see it from that point of view. Um, and then, of course, you you're going around making choices and you know building relationships to, with your with your fellow you know death dealers, aka the vampires, or the lichens, aka the werewolves, um, until it kind of reaches this big conflict and this big battle between the two different factions because they do not like each other. Garrett, they're mortal enemies. Hmm. So, uh, I think that that would be like a really interesting idea for a game. And, uh, and again, like the, the the underworld franchise is like, even though those movies are kind of, you know, schlocky and kind of, you know, uh, like all action and kind of no substance in a lot of ways. I actually think that there's some interesting lore behind all of that stuff. So I actually think it would make like a pretty cool role playing game. So I wanted to pitch mm-hmm. that one. And then cool. last but not least, Garrett, of course, this one was on the thumbnail. So, I mean, oh, I can't gosh. I can't we can't go any further if I don't mention this one. Garrett knows what's coming here. Uh, the Room, the the Tommy Wiseau hit movie, <laughs> The Room, Mass Effect style, Bioware RPG. You play as Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> In a, in a, in a, in a battle for betrayal and friendships and you know, everyone turns against you because you make poor choices. Uh, you have to go and, you know, pet the dog uh, while well, picking up flowers for your girlfriend. Cause there's romance, Garrett. Of course there's <laughs> of course romance. There just like in mass effect. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't the room make a great RPG right there? You just, you play as Tommy Wiseau. It's, it's a great, it's a great idea. And
1: I think, I think it would be one of the more entertaining RPGs for sure. They can, I, I think the whole thing would be just nothing but dialogue. Yeah just just dialogue trees have to die and it's not even good like dialogue options it's just super crappy ones yeah. <laughs> and it's just, each option's like pretty bad and you're like i don't know which one's worse I yeah. do i do i just go crazy or do i not like yeah this would be that kind of rpg
0: do you just t- randomly tear your hair out or do you say you're 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 breaking my heart lisa <laughs> you're breaking my heart oh my god and then and
1: then do you there's like expressions like squints eyes or yeah. whatever it's like you know something like that or exactly i just you know i just remember the scene where he just goes up to the roof he's like i do not i do not oh hi mark
0: yeah up on the roof with the green screen roof. up under <laughs> yeah oh my god um, oh that, movie's that movie so good. man yeah I- I- i watched that one in theater yeah because here's the thing what the i actually believe even though people say the room is the worst movie of all time uh i would actually say monos the hands of fate is the worst movie of all time um of course from the 1960s it's it's really bad it's it's been on mystery science theater a thousand thousand times but um that game that movie has a game based off of it it's like a side-scrolling platforming shooter so monos the hands of fate can get a video game garrett I think the room can get like a kind of like a, a dialogue heavy RPG equivalent. I that, would, think.
1: that would be something.
0: That would be interesting. Boy, oh
1: boy. Good I, I would laugh, actually. I, I would be too intrigued about this game and See? I would buy it.
0: People, You know yeah. people would buy it just because they're they like, what? There's a, a video game based off the room? I have to play this. I have to know yes. what this is like. Oh my God. it People would love it. People would love it. It it would be this be year's Vampire Survivors, Garrett. If the room, the video game sure. was a real thing, but very true. Very Anyways, <laughs> that's that's all from our pitches. But let's let some of our friends into the cave with us because we got a couple other suggestions. Of course, we read Blaze Nights earlier, so huge shout out to Blaze Night for suggesting Avatar: The Last Thank Airbender you. in the Discordia. Uh, but then I'm gonna bring in the muffin mon, aka Kevin Ainsworth, who says I want a Yu Yu Hakusho JRPG. <laughs> one piece odyssey has convinced me that this is a genre more anime can be adopted to successfully. Yeah, absolutely. I like, um, I actually think Yu Yu Hakusho show is a really good idea for an RPG and, and more so to Kevin's point, um, both one piece odyssey and the fairy tale RPG from gust really proved that, you know, turn-based RPGs could really, uh, make a lot of anime series really shine, um, so mm-hmm. I actually think like he's on the right track here. I think yu gi Show is one. I actually would love to see Sailor Moon in the same similar style. That was one that I thought Me about too. pitching, but I know that there's already a Sailor Moon, uh, RPG on super Nintendo. So I didn't want to bring that up again. Um, or even, you know, Dragon Ball would be interesting like this. Bleach would be interesting. Like there's a lot Bleach of, like would be good. Yeah. I- Inuyasha would be another one. Like, I think there's a lot of good Hunter X Hunter. Yeah. Hunter X Hunter. Um, I think you'd even do like a good Trigun turn-based RPG, especially because like we've got the new Trigun series out now. Uh, nice. I actually think that would be like a really cool idea too, is to do like a turn-based game. So I like I like where Kevin's head is at on this one, where also I saw that you highlighted Yu Yu Hakusho. You had to go look this up. I'm re- I'm guessing right. I had
1: to look. I, I I've never heard of this one. It looks uh pretty. It looks pretty old actually. Like one yeah. of the first ones.
0: Well, yeah, that's like a late '90s, early 2000s uh anime. Oh, okay. cuz okay. cuz it, it was actually one of the first uh anime series that Funimation did here in North America that they dubbed um it's cuz it, they dubbed at around the same time cuz after they did uh Dragon Ball Z they then did Blue Gender and then Yu Yu Hakusho those were like the their first three anime series uh that they did you know Ooh, I like I like this. Lockliff in the chat says Death Note RPG with light writing in his notebook as <laughs> some of the moves. Oh, that
1: would be dope.
0: Oh, man. that, would, I, that would I don't be know really if that would
1: just be a role playing game or just like that's a video game. You just general. write. Like, you just-, just write names. You just write names and oh, man, that would be scary. But eventually.
0: actually, no, that would be interesting because then like you'd have to come up with dialogue choices to then elude L or the other police officers and kind of fool them into getting on your side.
1: Yeah, it'd be more a detective game. Yeah. Than
0: anything. That would Yeah, be, trying that, to trick them. I actually, think it's Death like more Hitman style. Again, kinda, I like where we're, we're luckless heads out on this one, too, because I actually think I think Death Note's actually like an interesting idea for a video game just in general. It doesn't even have to be an RPG. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then I'd be down with it. Nagashaka rounds it out with his final suggestion. Apparently, there's a Kickstarter campaign for this, so hopefully it comes to fruition and is done properly. But I think it's a crime that nobody has made a Cowboy Bebop RPG. Cowboy Bebop is the perfect anime to be adap- adapted as an RPG, just like how The Last of Us is the perfect game to be adapted to a TV series. Well, jokes on you, Nagachaka, because on the PlayStation two, there in fact is a cowboy bebop RPG. It just never came out in North America. So it exists. Oh darn. It, it, it exists. It exists somewhere. It, it exists somewhere. Um, but you know, not here, but yes, I, obviously I know I, I wouldn't, you know, be like, how dare you not think about that? But you're right. I actually think cowboy bebop too, just like some of the other games we talked about, like, I think it, like it's so hard to adapt a franchise like Cowboy Bebop because it is so dialogue heavy. Um, is, and, yeah. and there's some good action scenes, but for the most part, the dialogue takes, you know, center stage. Um, so I actually think an RPG is maybe a good way of doing that because versus what we got with Samurai Champloo, because folks that may not remember, there actually is like a Samurai Champloo um, PS2 game that was like an action game, but not an RPG. And that's another Mm. franchise that I think kind of like Cowboy Bebop is where it is very dialogue heavy and then the action is kind of secondary. Uh, I actually think that would have made like a good RPG as well. Like that was one I actually thought about putting on my list too, was a Samurai Champloo game. Um, But I didn't want to steal the thunder from Nagachaka's, you know, suggestion for Cowboy Bebop. But what do you think about a Cowboy Bebop game, Garrett? I'd be down.
1: Um, It's a very cool um, kind of setting, you know, this futuristic slash classic blend i don't know this western blend to it um i, I mean that's why i like star wars a lot too is, is mm-hmm. it has that that fusion involved um i'm just trying to think of like mechanics wise i guess you would just be the main character um in a cowboy bebop yeah. rpg or yeah, i mean yeah, it could
0: be awesome. a party-based rpg where you play as the, be. the bebop crew like you could play as jet and and Faye. You can't really play as yeah. Ed because Ed doesn't really you know, do anything. I guess you can't really play that's as I and the dog either because, you know, the dog. But you, you have a three-person party right there. That's, that's the same number of people in your party as Final Fantasy VII remake. So, you know, that's why true. not? YOLO.
1: Why not? YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty cool. But anyways, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode. But before we go, Garrett Plugs, go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Blaine Explosion. And uh, you're going to find me the last time uh, this week on Nintendo Shack, or the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Yes, I decided to um, to Drop Shack just mainly due to timing and scheduling reasons. Um, It was hard for both me and Rebecca to to figure out, especially um, with different work schedules and different time zones. It was just a little rough for both of us. So um yeah i decided to drop that but this week will be my last week and i'll be back occasionally on nintendo shack for sure um throughout throughout the years um but yeah you can find me over there as well and they release on uh everything as well google apple youtube
0: all well likewise. just because garrett's leaving services. don't just don't don't stop supporting them as well they're they're awesome go go make sure to they're subscribe great. to shack that's good to your point garrett no one is really truly gone on a psvg show because donnie was like i'm never coming back to Shaq. and he's there all the time so yeah, you never know. much you never know you never know yeah as for me you can find me on twitter at Ryan Turford, you can find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming, on YouTube at youtube.com/slash Carpool Gaming, and on podcast services around the globe. Also, I wanted to also plug this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, or noon Pacific in Garrett's time zone. Uh, we will be yes. watching the Xbox Games Showcase, including Redfall, as well as Minecraft Legends and a bunch of other stuff. So make sure to come back right here to youtube.com slash carpoolgaming and uh and watch us watch the live stream together we're gonna have a fun time it's gonna be myself sean capri and court Lalone. so make sure to come and hang out for that no starfield though garrett i was tempted to say we'd see starfield there but no starfield
1: no starfield which is i i'm glad they put it out there they're gonna do their own thing i that's definitely what i would like to see is is something separate from starfield i'm very excited for minecraft legends and redfall redfall mm-hmm. i'm i think i'm more excited about that game than most people i don't know why it just has it has that vampire vibe to it you know and yeah. it doesn't have that it does have that borderlands-esque you know freedom looter shooter type of deal going on so yeah. i'd be down with it
0: yeah i think there's gonna be some interesting stuff and there might even be some announcements we don't actually know about too which will be sweet but sure anyways for Garrett bland I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 80th level of the RPG Gave. Only 19 levels until level 99. And we're in. Yeah. Bye-bye. The RPG Cave's mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can please subscribe to Robbie Bobby Miller's Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PNE called Video Game Boy is available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carrozza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Menez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Palin. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you're thinking of jumping on into the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.